Hi, thank you so much for tuning into our Stolen Lunches podcast. Today, we are going to dive into one of our powerful virtual Bible studies. Get out your journal, get out your Bible. Let's dive in. Um, worship in God that is alive, um, a God that breaked the yoke of death, a God that um, was raised from the dead. And so, Lord, we are rejoicing. We are grateful um, that we get to be part of that. We get to call you friend. We get to call you father. We get to call you Abba Father. And Lord, in this moment, as each and every one of us um, put our hearts, um, as we um, all come together, Lord, to come study your word and come to understand your word better and come to get something out of this Bible study. We ask, Lord, that you open our eyes and give us understanding so that we can um, take from ourselves what it is that we are to hear tonight, that what we are to understand tonight and whatever and however it may um, fall into our life situation currently, we ask, Lord, that you make us wiser. We ask that you make us um, more, give us more understanding, Lord, on your word. Um, thank you for Tracy that was able to prepare this study tonight. And Lord, we ask that um, you help us to have a open eyes or open ears, Lord, to listen. We love you. And in Jesus name we pray. Amen. All right, Tracy, take it away. Amen. Amen. Thank you for reading all of Genesis 8, which is the story of Noah. At this point, he is now on the ark and um, it started to rain. Um, and um, um, God, no, at this point, God is remembering Noah and the animals on the ark. And he's drawing up the, the rain that he told Noah that um, he was going to send. And a lot of us, we're very familiar with the uh, story of Noah and the ark. And Noah, at this time, he was 600 years old. And in Genesis 9, it says that Noah was perfect in his, Genesis 6 and 9 says that Noah was perfect in his generation. But at that time, uh, the world was very corrupt. Um, one of the uh, scriptures said that the sons of God had seen the sons of man, saw that they were beautiful and they were just picking up all the different women on the earth and making wives of them. So there was all types of sexual immorality. And God, he even said that, you know, he regretted for a moment that he even made mankind. So mm -hmm. he said, I need to start over. We need to start over. But there was Noah who he saw as a perfect person um, who um, did everything that God commanded him. So when God says, hey, no, I'm going to flood this earth. I want you to make an ark. God gave him all the cubics to make it. He told him to go plant, um, to go find pairs of animals, get food for these types of animals and put them on this ark. And it says that Noah did all that God commanded him. He did that. Um, and his whole family was able to go um, onto the ark and was saved. You know, when it when the water actually came down, the rain, the, the heavens opened, it said, and allowed so much rain to come down to flood and everything that had nostrils in it um, was taken off of the face of the earth. And that reminded me of how today, today sometimes where we are in God's will, 
We know God told us to think about sometimes God has um, given us instructions on what to do with our lives and you are in God's will and you are doing the things that he commanded to you. And Noah was perfect. Jesus was perfect. We're not always perfect, but <laughs> even despite our imperfections, we are like taking steps and to follow the commandments of God and do what it is that he does. So God is protecting us. He's with us. He's remembering us. And, um, and he gives us, puts us in these situations that sometimes, you know, he said that he'll never flood the earth again, but have you ever been in a situation where you felt like you were just flooded with information, flooded with stresses, flooded with all types of things that the world bring? And you're like, Lord God, <laughs> help me in this type of situation. So like that, it just came to me like today's time where we are, can't find ourselves on this art type situation where God is carrying us through you know and and um he's carrying us through but then we it's this process of okay so god we did everything you told us to do right you know we're just we're just taking steps you know we're praying um we're going to church we have prior lives we're meditating on your word and all this type of things we memorize all the books of the bible <laughs> i say that jokingly because we had a game last bible study um to say all the books of the bible but we're doing different things we're communicating with our brethren um but we can find ourselves where it's like okay god what what next you know <laughs> where are we at like uh when is this water gonna dry up you know <laughs> like i feel like everything that you've told me like we're right at at the edge but like when do I get out of this arc this closed in situation where I can finally go stretch out you know get a breath of fresh air run up a mountain or something like that but in that process we have to focus and wait on God's timing okay so we know that we started full of faith God, he saved Noah and his family by closing the door of the ark um, once it started raining. And so we knew that he was full of faith and we knew that God was saving him. But we start to get a little bit weary in the process, right? Does anybody know a situation like that? Are you thinking of like a time where you like know that you're in the will of God? And then it gets a little bit like, okay, <laughs> what's next in the process? And we wonder, are we still like, okay, I was in the will of God. I knew he brought me here, but are we, am I really still in his will? <laughs> like, um, and dear God, you know, sometimes I'm like, dear God, if this is you, like, if I'm still in your will, like, let me know or give me a sign. Does anybody else have those types of situations? <laughs> let me know that you're, because you're quiet right now. Like, I know you're always with me. You'll never leave me nor forsake you, but I'm not hearing anything right now. So, uh, like, you start to feel, I start to feel um, an uncertainty, but we know that God opened the, the door of the ark. He closed them in. And at one point, and he's, Noah doesn't get out until God opens that door for him and the animals to remove themselves, okay? So we know that there's, um, someone says been there in a way. <laughs> yeah, we know that there's this time period and we can, we, ha that we have chapters and verses where we can look at Noah's lives, but sometimes we can't see that we are on verse six, you know, <laughs> chapter eight, verse four of our own lives. We just know that we're in the situation. Um, so, um, uh, so it, sometimes you, there's like, we have to know to focus and wait in on God's time and, and have faith in the process. Um, and in that, um, we know that Noah in verses um, seven of chapter eight, he says, and he sent forth a raven, which just went 
um, forth to and fro, and then he later will send out a dove. But I, when I started to think about um, Noah sending out this raven, it started, for whatever reason, I started to think about the things in my life that while I'm in the certain processes, how I can start making certain things happen. I want to see, like, let me test the process. Let me test where we are. And, um, and the idea of raven, um, I was like, okay, let me like try to think of it as today's time frame. What type of things in my life today um, what, what, what would me sending out a raven look like today? What would me sending out a dove look like today? So then I started to start Googling ravens and raveness and things that are um, ravenous means that it is excessively greedy. It is very eager or greedy for food, satisfaction or gratification, wanting something very much or wanting a lot of something. Have we, have we been there before <laughs> where we want something like we're in God's process, but we still, we want a little bit more, <laughs> you know, we want a, some more clarification. We want some more comforts. We want more peace and that we are for real, for real, like doing what God, even though we know um, that we're in his will and we've been taking steps to be will, but God, can you just let me know? Just like, I, I mean, I know that you brought me here, but can you just give me just like, just a little bit of pat on the back or something? Like, let me know. But that can be seen as like a little greedy, you know, <laughs> and ravenous. Um, and then, sorry, I started to look at um, ravens and um, what they are, these raven birds, they're known to be scavengers. Ravens are also, they're effective hunters with huge diets and adapt easily to hot or cold environments. And th thinking about that is like, sometimes when we think about the stuff that we could send out in a certain situation, it's like, well, um, I sent out this, this, um, uh, this thing for this, whatever process that I'm going with, um, it's not coming back to me. I don't see, I mean, it's out there. I know I sent it out there. I'm not seeing no results. I mean, <laughs> oh man, that thing just went out there and got comfortable <laughs> where it was at. It's not coming. It's not giving me no type of confirmation whatsoever. And then, so we're gonna later then send out something more dove like that's gonna come back and give us feedback on what it is that we're doing. But while we're in that ravenous type of thing um, and looking at what this raven type of bird is, it, um, it says that ravens use their hands or back to gesture so they can communicate with other ravens. So when I'm thinking about like things like that are today that are like ravens, like certain type of actions, we could I could think about things that we do that can be seen as greedy, lukewarm, um, maybe things that we could do to cover up our weaknesses, our doubts, and our insecurities. Um, and then when those things come back, when we see them out there, like and it, this could be like some sinful thing that we could do. Um, when we see it out there and it's not necessarily coming back to us because we're like, God, you know, we don't want it coming back to us, but we see it and we it, it's out there and it's comfortable and it's communicating. Did y'all know that ravens can talk? Ravens talk better than parrots, but they're not as cute as parrots. So people don't make ravens their pets. But they, so you, you send this thing out and it may call you, you send it out into the world and it might call you, hey, Noah, you know, it might call you back to you and you might want to go and follow that ravenous thing, but you're in the art, you're in the will of God and we got to focus and stay there. Even though we've sent out this thing, you know, that's adapting very well in its environment. <laughs> 
you know, it's doing very a good job hunting. It's doing a good job um, surviving in unstable situations. It's doing its thing. It might even bucket. Hey, you can go over there, you know. And I want to show you guys this video, hopefully, because um, I I did not know Ravens could talk. Hold on, let me see. Never more. Uh, let me. Um. Oh, where, how do I, oh. I don't know how to, oh, there you are, Raven, come on, buddy, there you go. This is the checkers oh, game sorry, where guys, grandson a... and granddad will bond. But do you guys see the, um. This is the kitchen where the new boyfriend will unofficially become family. Yeah. Okay. The verbal vacation homes, waiting. Are you guys seeing the screen? Yes. Yes. Okay. Never more. This is a Raven speaking. Waka 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 waka. Never more. Waka waka waka. So that one is saying this, um, and I have one additional one. And I'm just, um, oh, hold on, let me see. Let me stop sharing with that piece. Where's my other? This one actually says hello and different things like that. Oh, hold on, let me let this um, commercial play. I haven't, I don't have the paid version of YouTube, guys. I'm sorry. Okay, stop. Let me share my screen one more time. And let me play this guy. Oh. Mischief, can you say hello? Hello. Good bird. He does all sorts of voices. He said, hi, hi. Good job! And sometimes he hears people who have a cold. <coughs> Good job, Mr. I thought that was cool that ravens can talk. Um, and like sometimes when parrots talk, they have that parrot voice that's kind of like, eh, I play, I you know, <laughs> that's like that. But the raven, he sounds more like a man to me. <laughs> like, so it can sound familiar to you. Um, whatever you put out there that it's not, it's not necessarily, God didn't tell, like God spoke to Noah to say, hey, go into this art. But he, there was a period of time 
where while he's in there, it says at the um, verse one, it says God remembered Noah and the animals. So he starts drying up the water, but he hasn't spoken back to Noah yet to do additional things. So Noah is sending out this raven who's been on the ark with him. He might can say he's not coming back to the ark. And this is just my thinking of what could possibly be happening to him, but he can actually be calling back out, you know, saying things to like, um, to Noah. And it also said that um, ravens, they are extremely smart. They are able to do repetitive tasks. Uh, to, um, tasks. They are talking birds, can imitate human speech better than parrots. They um, imitate humans, wolves, dogs, otters to taunt them or to mock them for just for fun sometimes or to help find food. You know, so they can, <laughs> they can taunt you. So think about the things that we put out that maybe God didn't tell us while we're in the process, but we're doing these things and those things can come back to taunt us, to mock us. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh my gosh. So those things that we do in our, and while we're waiting and in our processes of like waiting on the Lord, um, they can be greedy. They show that we can be um, lukewarm. They may be trying to cover up our weakness and our doubts and our insecurities. So we have to be um, careful about the different types of things that we're sending out that can be almost like that raven. Um, uh, so sometimes we send these ravens while in our God-led process. Um, they sound familiar, but are far from the character of God. They may speak to our comforts. However, they are rooted in selfishness and greed. Um, and then um, later on, after the raven was just going to and fro and did not come back to Noah, he also sends out this dove. So think about things that can, we can send out while we're waiting in the process that can be dove-like. There are more peaceful things. Um, doves are known for their capacity to find their way home over hundreds, even thousands of kilometers, allowing them to be used for centuries to deliver messages to royal families, military, and other noble feet, um, figures. So noble, they can go very, very far, <laughs> send, drop a message off, and come back. And they have been used um, to, um, to do that. Um, most recently in Beyonce's Grammy Award win where she had the dove land um, in her hand. <laughs> but um, doves, they are very smart. However, they prefer calm, more predictable settings over fast paced environments that are um, rife with upheaval and change. Um, they, uh, they symbolize uh, messages of hope, new life, gentleness. And we know today, that we even see the uh, dove symbolized as the Holy Spirit. Um, and in John 1, 32 and 33, it says the Holy Spirit descended like a dove on to Jesus. So I was thinking about like, what could be like things in our process today, like as I'm waiting on the Lord for various things in my life, what can seem to be more like a, a dove? And that thing could be something that, um, it could be like your families, your friends, guidance from church families that can kind of sometimes take you away from things that are like God. It could be over planning. It could be um, overthinking things that we use as safety nets that provide comforts while we're in the will of God instead of just sitting and staying into the will of God. So um, the thing about the raven and the dove is that they were both sent out by Noah, but there's no mention that it was prompted by God to send these things out. So they were kind of like testing the waters. 
Um, but even though he's testing the waters with these things, um, things, there's no mention that these things were indeed a sinful thing. So I'm not here to say Noah was sinful for sending out ravens and doves, but it's just to say that while we're in the process, sometimes we want to kind of um, take our focus off of like what God, what did God say and just kind of like test whether or not um, where, where we are at in the process how much of the water has dried up yet um, how soon do you think we'll be getting off this ark you know <laughs> we start feeling the weight of the process while we're on this ark and want to do various things um, so um, one of the biggest struggles that people have whether it be in business in life and in relationships is the win so we know God let us here we know he put us here. We know that we are people in his will, but when is he going to fulfill his promise? Like when, when, when is that exact date time? Like, Lord, I could, it's easier to wait if you just let me know when, you know? And so a lot of people, sometimes we give up because we don't know the when we worry about when God will perform. When will I be ready? When will my time come? When will I be the number one? When will I see God move for me like he has done for somebody else, you know? We get really um, in on that win, but we have to combat that self-doubt <laughs> we and put our complete trust in God and know that he is the creator. He is the healer. He is the provider. <laughs> He's our protector and he will have us to, so to change our focus and submit all of ourselves, all of our feelings, all of our wills, all of our, our emotions to God and not getting weary and well-doing. Um, and just for a little fun um, thing, I was thinking about how, um, how um, some of the, I actually, Joanne, she showed me some messages where people talked about this Raven and Dove situation. And um, a lot of some, like, and when you, you could read this, have the Holy Spirit interpret it for you, how he would see it. But um, so some of the preachers were um, comparing the Raven to our fleshly side and the Dove to our, um, to our, to the Holy Spirit, which we do see the the dove as the Holy Spirit today. Um, but I saw the um, raven and the dove as two things that he sent out that were not, they were kind of getting him outside of the will of God. And I felt like the whole will of God or who was represented in the ark itself. So the will of God being Jesus. So to who we are today, and then start to think about comparing Jesus who is the new covenant with God, who was the covenant that God had with Noah at that time. So Jesus is the ark to me <laughs> in this situation. And as a comparison, so we know that Jesus was the only perfect human being that ever really walked the earth, completely perfect. But it says in um, Genesis six and nine that Noah was perfect in his generation. So they have some sense of perfection, um, whereas most humans are not, um, or humans aren't. Um, we know that Jesus was from God, um, and we know that he was man-made because he, you know, through Mary, <laughs> um, he, so I could see him as being man-made. He was the deliverer of the world. Um, he was, came to save his chosen people, and he brought with him the Holy Spirit, which brought the fruit of the Spirit, and um, we are told to feed the sheep, so feed, uh, to let people know about Christ, and um, we know that Christ is, he, his, um, him dying on the cross is the, create is what created the new covenant relationship between God and people. 
So Noah being like, the ark being like um, Jesus in this situation, it was in fully instructed by God. So Noah, it was man-made <laughs> and God gave all the directions and all the instructions of how to make it. Um, it was for the saving of the world as we knew it at that time. <laughs> and it was full of life. So there was physically animals <laughs> on it, full of life, but Jesus himself was full of life in the sense of he was bringing the Holy Spirit. Um, it weathers the storms. Um, it saved the world. Um, and God um, says afterwards to be fruitful and multiply. And so like uh, after in verse uh, chapter nine, verse one, he tells Noah, okay, so now be fruitful and multiply, fill up the earth again. <laughs> and um, Jesus brought the Holy Spirit, which he has the fruits of the spirit. So to me, <laughs> I see the ark and the staying in the will of God, staying in the ark and not going outside of it as us today is staying in Christ, being Christ, don't get outside of Christ's will. And I'm not a Bible scholar, so <laughs> I like to throw that out there, but that's just my, um, my interpretation of it. So Joanne. <laughs> There you go. I was trying to unmute myself. So yeah, I mean, that's that's the, another thing. That's the beauty of the word because sometimes not to say that everybody gets interpreted in their own way, but the good thing is we get to have the Holy Spirit to speak through us in exactly what way does it want us to, to see it? Because in different areas of our lives, sometimes we can see the in a season we can see the revenue things that's going back and forth into the world but another season it can be just as tracy beautifully illustrated and so that's why we said at the end of the day it gets you back to us going back to reading it and ask the holy spirit lord how does that apply into our lives today and how can i make that practice that but i think the main part for me was just like focusing i wrote it down wait on god's timing and not keep going back and forth in the world. So just to open up the discussion, we just wanted to ask. Um, so for example, in our lives today, in your lives today, as you are in a process, are you in a process where you think that you are going back and forth, back and forth? And if so, what does that look like for you? And how do you stay focused on God's timing? How is that happening in your life today? So do share with us in that process, because I know for me lately it's been, and I told Tracy yesterday too, that I feel like every messages that I've been hearing for the past week or so, or going back to two weeks, is in that process of, because I'm I'm a thinker and sometimes my mind, my mind goes crazy, right? Sometimes I can be so sure of something today and the next day something happened. I'm like, ooh, how, what? How can I be so sure? Because look at this happening. So I keep going back and forth and back and forth. And I'm, I'm the, the Gideon guy, guys in the Bible. You know, the, the story of Gideon, he was just like, Lord, God says, I'm going to make you a great warrior. You're going to be, um, you're going to conquer and you, you're going to, you know, you're going to win the war at the end of the day. I forgot which people, I think the Israelite, but then Gideon was like, really me? And he says, well, can you? show me, I'm going to put a fleece out there and make it rain and make the, the fleece wet. And then God did it. And the next day he said the opposite thing. So, well, now make it rain and not make the fleece wet. So I feel like 
a lot of times I keep going back and forth and knowing, okay, did God says that or did Joanne says that? Did am I in God's will or am I not in God's will? So that's the that's the battle for me. And from what Tracy explained, I think that hey, remembering for myself, I need to stay on God's timing and I need to be secure in that what God says He's gonna do and not be what are if you if you see it that way, not be like Noah. Because we were saying too, God was so specific with Noah. He told them exactly how, when, what he was supposed to do. God says, you need to build an ark and you need to build it with this, this exact dimension. And God says, in seven days, I'm going to start the flood and it's going to start raining. And in 40 days, it's going to rain for 40 days and 49. So he literally told them exactly what to do. But the part that was just a great area for me and I keep going over in my mind was just after that, God didn't say anything. And if you read chapter seven and chapter eight, after God gave um, Noah all the instruction, Mo, um, Noah didn't hear back from God until the flood has receded all the way. And then it says, well, God says, now you can get out of the ark. So for me, and I'm going back and I'm keep going without stopping and asking you to chime in, but what do you do in the waiting process, right? Between the time where God says, I'm going to shut the, 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 the ark and it's going to rain for 40 days and 49. Now it's on the 40th days. Noah sent the raven and the dove on the 40 days, on the 40th day. So he waited. He listened to what God says. But what do you do in between the 40 days and when God come back and say, now I'm going to open the ark? So two questions. So are, if you can think of, are you in a process right now where you feel like you are a raven and or a dove, keep going back and forth? And two, how have you been able to think about what do I need to do to wait on God's timing and what's been successful for you? Because I really do need help in that area. What's been, been successful for you to really stay put just like hopefully Noah could have done, just stay put and wait for God to say, okay, now the flood is done, the, the ground is dry, now I'm gonna open uh, the ark to let you guys out. So I, we wanna hear what your guys' perspective on that is. And I'll start, um, I feel like for me, when, I, when the uncertainty is what's making me go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But um, I'm, not, I don't, I'm not like going back and forth as far as out in the world, but I'm more like that dove where I might step out there, come back, step out, come back, step out. And it's more of a mental thing because I'm always overthinking and various things like that. Um, but for me, what I know I have to do, and even as I was writing um, notes on this, I wrote a special note to myself is surrender Tracy give up stop mm -hmm. let go <laughs> let God take control you know <laughs> um and and then that process to act lovingly be kind forgive free and peace joy no control but free not um not my reins but God's let go lose control be free um and unknown you know <laughs> And it's okay, but like that's what I have to do. Um, I was just writing all that stuff down again last night, but it's like I you hear that message of surrender all the time, yeah. all the time. And um, I I'm still learning how to be completely surrendered and what that looks like to me because we're always changing. There's always new scenarios. Um, and it's like I always want to be in God's will, but God's will. But certain times there comes that uncertainty and I have to get to the place where in that uncertainty instead of me trying to figure out how to get certain 
how to be clear. Is it time? Is it dried up? Yeah, <laughs> can I, when will be the time? It's just to lose control, to not know and be okay with not knowing. Mm. Just be okay with being uncertain. Wow. And that's the struggle for me. Okay. And I do have a follow-up on that, but I do want to let everybody else chime in. So um, anybody want to share? No, I was just going to say, you know, like, I'm like you, Tracy and Joanne, like I get caught up in my head and like, I'm a thinker, um, you know, always thinking. And that, that, that does create the, the back and forth. And um, a lot of times uh, what I've noticed more recently, I would say, um, is that what I've learned to do is remind myself of the promise, the original promise. Mm-hmm. and um, to kind of settle myself down real quick. And then, um, and then I just tend to focus on like daily Christian living, mm-hmm. just going about my daily Christian walk and not focusing on what I already know he promised me. Mm-hmm. Because if I continue to focus on the when, it's going to consume me, you know? And then I wanna go out and be like the Raven and the, or more so like the Raven and be like, oh, well, maybe if, you know, Bob, and that tends to mess up things um, or throw off the track of what he already had planned. <clears throat> Not stop it, but throw it off a little bit, you know? So it's just like, if I just focus on my daily Christian walk, do things the way that he, ask us to to live and focus on that and just go about my daily business Mm -hmm. it'll come when it comes Mm -hmm. and whenever I get to that point where I'm starting to get anxious again or starting to think that it's not going to happen I just remind myself of the original promise because Mm -hmm. I think back to the bible alone like he never like Mm -hmm. if he if it was a clear-cut promise you heard him you know you heard what you heard clearly then you know it's going to happen. There's no doubt about it. (laughs) So that's what I have to remind myself of. Wow, that was good. Thanks for sharing. Anybody else want to share? That's so good. You know, I've been thinking about, a guy has been dealing with me too about, Tracy, remember where I brought you from. Tracy, remember the past. Tracy, remember how I've never left you before, never forsaken you before, how I'm always with you. Um, And I just, that whole idea of just remembering, remembering. And verse um, one and nine starts with God remembered Noah. Like he's remembering us in the process. He's not forgetting us. So we have to, us being like Christ, us being like the father is we, he remembered Noah. So we got to get that place of being in remembrance as well. Yeah. That's where I need to be. <laughs> Thanks for that, Alicia. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. And I wanted to add to that too. It's just like, if you feel like, especially in that part where the 40 days had happened and until he spoke to him again, it's just like, if I feel like I'm supposed to be getting some kind of direction, it's just like, I know that the direction is going to come, especially depending on what it is that he's, whatever the promise is. Mm-hmm. And you know that there's certain steps that has to happen you know, generally speaking to get there, it's just like, okay, well, I know that I, 
I don't need to go off on my own and say, oh, well, maybe I'm supposed to do this or maybe I'm supposed to do that. Like, I know the direction is going to come in one way, form or fashion from him to what I need to do next. So it's just like, don't jump the gun. <laughs> the instruction is coming. Just wait. <laughs> You know, uh, and and that's and that's what I look forward to because like there's been plenty of times where it's just like it automatically hits me like oh okay yeah that's what you want me to do I'm glad I didn't do what I was going to do. Right. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> it's funny that you say that because prior to us letting everybody in, me and Tracy we were talking, I was just like, well, no, I didn't do anything wrong because. God gave them specific, very specific instruction, and he led that gray area. So therefore, he wanted Noah to do something because God gave Noah a brain and he wanted him to use it and to try to figure out a way to get out of this boat. It's like, that's that's my, I feel like that's my daily problem. That's my daily struggle because I'm like, okay, when should I stay? When should I go? And sometimes I feel like it's so clear and it's like, yeah, yeah, I can wait. But sometimes it's just like, it's so great. Lord, I just don't know. But I, I love that you said, remind yourself of the promise and then focus on the daily. I love that. And even going back to um, Genesis 7, prior to when God says, I've found Noah righteous. And when he was even before giving Noah instruction on verse uh, chapter 6, verse 18, he says, but I will establish my covenant with you and you will enter the ark, you and your son and your wife and the wife's son, and you are to bring... Um, all the animals, et cetera, et cetera. But he already told them that I'm going to establish my covenant with you. You are going to be saved. You don't have to worry about anything because I've got you. But then, of course, after a while, we're just like, um, God, are you still? It's, it's been 40 days. You told me 40 days. So um, what are you doing? Yeah. And I think, yeah, remember, remember the promise. So definitely thank you for sharing. I needed to hear that. So yeah, and and um in that, like too, think of how God is just so complete. Mm. How he is so complete, and how he did he spoke to Noah in the beginning, but he didn't speak in the whole process until the earth was dried up and <laughs> ready for them. It wasn't time yet. It just wasn't time, you yeah. know, but it's in our human nature to like wanna like get antsy and like see like, oh my God, where am I at in the process? And so I don't feel, I don't feel like God understands, hey, these people have a human nature, you know? <laughs> and he doesn't fault us for that. So that's why I feel like, even though it does show some uncertainty for me when I, how I understand that Noah sent out the raven and the dove. However, Jesus, God never says that that was a sin. It doesn't say, and I command Noah to do this, or I need it. And God doesn't need Noah sending out ravens. And he know when the time for the, he know when it's necessary. He could have did this and make it dry, but he didn't right. do all that. You right. know, <laughs> so he knew. And, um, but it's in our nature, we want to get kind of ahead, kind of want to see, you know. Let me help God a little. Yeah, but God is like, I'm not going to do anything. I have nothing to say to you until completion. <laughs> And I'm not going to fulfill, you need that human nature, but that's just little soothing tactics. I'm not going to be your little soothing tactic of like letting right. you know, oh, you just got a little bit more time to wait, you know, <laughs> that's just for us. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good, Tracy. Anybody else want to share? It's a discussion, y'all. We're helping each other. So please, please chime in. Um, I just wanted to say here lately, um, 
uh, my thing is putting too much on my plate. I've been planning so much. And it's like, Lanaya, where are you showing up? <laughs> when I'm at work, I'm not at work. I'm planning something else somewhere else. And they're like, Naya, what are you doing? So, um, and then too, uh, what helps me remind me myself that I'm doing too much is when things start to fall apart at home. And so here lately stuff started, you know, it's starting to fall apart um, as far as with my kids and stuff. And they starting to notice like, okay, mom, what you doing? What you doing? What's your bath? Why your bathroom looking like that? Like what's going on? <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I need to slow down and, um, you know, and just wait and just see. Cause I don't even know if God is, I mean, well, I know God isn't telling me to do all these things that I am doing. I need to focus on maybe two or three so I can get some, get some of this stuff that I'm planning done. But yeah, I just wanted to say that. Naya, you know, what comes to mind and I, I've been there where like, um, and sometimes still I can be at work and I'm thinking about stuff I want to do at home or uh, I'm at work and I'm listening to a message because I got to get all these pointers down um, or even there's a presentation um, that from our company president that I'm supposed to listen to and I'm like, oh, I can listen to that while I'm at the house. Well, while I was listening to the message at work, why don't I listen to the company's presentation? <laughs> And when right. I start wanting to like overlap stuff, so my days start to do merge together. And then sometimes I start to feel like I'm not getting any rest at all because I'm always, everything is merged together like this. Um, and um, so, what I, so what I have done a little bit like lately, um, but I'm still working on is I'm ha learning to say no. Okay, so we, we say, God says, hey, build this ark. This ark looks like for you, beautiful women of encouragement <laughs> and various things. So when things don't line up that you could do, but it don't line up to what you know God has called you to do, we got to get confident and right. like, no. Yeah. It would be right. so nice, even fun stuff. No, um, I follow this lady, um, her Instagram is Fem Success, and she, well, she called me out on the Instagram. And she said, some of you guys use um, self-care as your procrastination technique. So you're like, oh, I need to get my hair done for self-care. I need to get my nails done for self-care. I need to go get a massage for self-care. I need to go and um, um, play, do all this fun stuff because it's part of self-care. That ain't what you're supposed to be doing right now. <laughs> so what you're doing is procrastinating. And then, so even the, our time of rest and self-care, if it's not within the will of God, we have to even learn how to say no to that, like do the steps and because everything God does is complete and in order. So I, that's how I have to check myself is to say no, um, to ensure that I am in God's complete will of God. And because even sometimes I've been trying to do something for self-care, but I'm even, sometimes my mind is elsewhere because I haven't completed and finished all the things to get me to the point they have rest and can actually rest and be complete. So that's my problem. I hope that, that helps if it makes sense. Oh, that's, that's, that's real. Here lately it's been a lot. I need to start saying no to my children over here too. They've been running me like crazy. <laughs> say no to Bella, but okay, I get you. Oh, <laughs> her birthday's tomorrow, by the way. Anybody else wanted to share? I feel like there are 
someone, I feel like there's someone that wants to share something. So I want to give you time to do that. No? Okay. So I have another question too. Um, as far as we talked about a lot of times is the uncertainty, right? Noah was uncertain while he was in the boat. He wasn't sure what to do. Maybe that's what that's why he was he sent the raven in the boat. So for us, let's think about what why are we uncertain? What creates those type of uncertainty in our in our lives? Like I wonder, can we identify those things and how can we like shine a light on them so that we can get to a point where we are being reminding ourselves of the promise that we are focused on the daily we are just waiting for God's promise and knowing exactly what God says what he was going to do so what does what creates in your situation specifically what do you think create this type of uncertainty in your life uh, I think it's just a human nature thing honestly and I think it's a human nature thing because at the end of the day, we know that we are not, um, it's a time, it's a time thing. We're not, mm-hmm. we're not like, no, we know we ain't fit to be here for 600 years. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> we know we're not. Um, and so I think it's that. And especially nowadays where <clears throat> unfortunately everything is like, culture has kind of turned into a instant gratification kind of thing. Um, That's just the way that the world has become now, unfortunately. So Mm -hmm. I think it's a combination of all of, all of those things, you know, and, and also um, just having access to the world period. So you're seeing what literally everybody else what they put out there. I'm not going to say what they actually have, what they put out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so it's just like, oh, I want that. Oh, I want to be there. Oh, they're this age or they have this or they, you know, wherever they are. And you feel like you're behind in some level or whatever. And so um, I think it's just a combination of all of that um, <clears throat> that creates a level of uncertainty mm-hmm. across the board for whatever it is. Um, in our lives. It's just, it's just become huge human nature. It was human nature back then, but yeah. I think it's, you know, quadrupled a hundred times over now <laughs> in this era. So totally, totally. Man, the instant gratification. Man. Yeah. How about you, Dominique? What do you think? I think Alicia said it really well. There's the instant gratification. And then there's the part where God says, do not compare yourself. But you see so much and you're struggling and you're like, what am I doing wrong? And it's like, you're not just being patient and waiting for me. So um, I think she said something else too, but I can't remember. But either way, I think she covered it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's like, are we there yet? (laughs) That's what we were saying, yeah. Catters or hammers. Oh, hey, Kat. Sorry. Hi, so I'm not really going to add much, but just an agreement. Um, Seeing. It's like we always, because we can see, we have so much access to see what people put out. It's like, it can make us feel like we're behind. Mm. So we might not even want everything that we desire right now if we weren't constantly, if it wasn't constantly in our faces. Mm. Um, So I feel like for me, 
I'm con I'm pretty much every few months taking breaks off social media where I'm not seeing nothing. And that always gives me a great reset. Um, and I'm noticing when I do that, I'm not as anxious about certain things. That's good. Nice. One thing um, that I thought of while reading um, that chapter eight, uh, what could have possibly uh, created Noah's uncertainty was um, when, you, when you think about, so Noah was 600 years old, right? And um, it says that we look at the time from, he was 600 years old and it was a total of like 150 days altogether. Let me see. It was, oh, the ground is dry. Oh, so and it, it was actually 375 days, like um, maybe like a full year for the, um, for the uh, flood to happen, the ground to dry up and all that type of stuff. But he, then he lives an additional 350 years. So he lives for a total of 950 years at this time, okay? So what was one flood year? In the, sp in the span of his lifetime, what was one year? It wasn't, it was like, not, and of course we can, we have the chapter and verse for Noah's life. You don't have the chapter and verse for my life. So you don't, y'all don't know the impatient parts for my life, but we get to study Noah's. <laughs> but it made me think about how kids, um, how if you tell a, a kid to sit in the timeout for like five minutes and they get so shaky because to them five minutes is for forever. But mm -hmm. to us, five minutes, can go, you you blink and it seems like five minutes pass by sometimes. So like, to me, I'm like, Noah, I really think you should have been okay on that art. You, I, it was one year, you already lived for 600. And even now today, sometimes like years pass by pretty quickly for me and I'm 37. And you live my age, I don't know how many times, you're 300 years old, like that year should not have meant anything to you. So it's like, why was he, why, like, why would he, not to say he was impatient, but like, you know, want some certainty of like, um, but think about, for me, I'm thinking, well, his sons had not lived as long as he lived. So maybe they were kind of like how, even though they were married men, dad, are we there yet? Dad, is it time yet? <laughs> so the people who know that you are in a process and like that you're getting to your win, although you don't know the win yet, hey, uh, you said God told you to do such and such, but when is this, you know, even people in your ear, like saying stuff and that can make you be like, oh, I need to check on God. You know, oh my God, what point in the process of, am I in, am I in for him? Because he was on the the ark with them, so they could have been saying things. Because they he they are saved by his grace, you know, and his perfection. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's which is beautiful to have people that you you know can rub elbows with, and you get some of their blessings. But even within getting their blessings, you might not be able to handle their blessings like how he could. So whereas he could have weathered one year and have been nothing, he was 600 years old, maybe the young people weren't. Um, I also started to think about, well, dang, that could have been a lot of waste on, because you have all these animals on there with you. Who, who getting rid of all this dung out here in these trees? Where is it going? They could have had, I was thinking maybe they had some duties. Certain people had cleanup duties and they were just tired of cleaning up that mess. You know? So when you're cleaning up mess, you're in God's will. God called me to be cleaning up animal crap all over the place. Like you were like, oh God, did you really tell me to be here? So like, think of like, that's maybe what he's going through on the ark. But then think about those areas 
in our lives. Like I have people that I feel like, God, they won't, I need to pour into them again. At this point, God, it is draining. Like I'm like, uh, give me some more. I need some more mentors. I can't mentor nobody else. God, like I just can't, you know, but that this was like checking for me a little bit where I want everything to be nice. Like I feel like God, I'm in your wheel, but I want everything to go nicely, everything to go nice and pretty and just handle but it key, it just seems like there's a pool everywhere. And I'm like, Lord, what is going on? <laughs> that's a good point. Pool. Go ahead. Yeah. And that's a good point too, Tracy, because from us, a lot of times from us looking from the outside, mm-hmm. we said, well, yeah, Noah should have waited. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know what he was going through in the eye, like you said. So yeah, <laughs> we just don't know. But it doesn't take away from the fact that God gave him a promise. Mm-hmm. that God gave, gave him a covenant. Just like, it doesn't matter what you're going through. If you have, if God gave you a promise, that stick to it, stick in it. Because if he promised you he's going to get you out, just like he said, every last one of the promises that he has told you, he has established with you, he's going to fulfill every last one of them. Not one of them will be void. And so, yeah. I wanted to hear from um, Cam. Okay, well... I feel like sometimes people create their own, as in maybe things that they went things that they went through or situations that they could have been in. Um, but just like other people were saying, like Noah was on that boat for a long time. Maybe he was setting his ways. And then he went to build this ark and now he's on this ark for so long. He's just ready to get off. Like, he's just like, I'm, I'm just getting impatient and I'm so used to certain, I'm so used to something. I'm just, just ready to just get back to what I was used to. So it could have just been him being set in his ways for so long and him just wanting to get back used to what he's, been doing so I feel like that sometimes can bring Mm -hmm. those upon uh, those certain things upon people to make them feel that way that's That's a great point because a lot of times when we are trying to change ourselves when we're trying to do better sometimes you can get restless and say "Ooh, you know the flesh wants what it used to want Mm -hmm. and then you get restless thinking "Ooh, is this supposed to be it's because it's unfamiliar. It's not yeah. new. You're not used to it. So that, that was a good point. That was a good point. So question then, when you realize that the length of the process was part of God's will all along, what is it like for you? So what is it like to know that, oh, God kept you. He kept Noah in the ark. After the 40 days flood, he kept them for another 100 or 200 days because he wanted the water to recede. He wanted the ground to be dry. He wanted to get rid of all the diseases of the dead bodies and all of things. So God had a specific purpose for keeping him in the ark. So we, we know that now, right? But how is it like, can you think of sometimes that in you know, hindsight, you were like, oh, I can see now why God had me waited. Yeah, there have been times where I'm just like, okay, I 
there's certain things that happened to me and I realized like it basically what the Bible says about him doing a work in you mm-hmm. essentially happened through, through that process mm-hmm. of waiting. <laughs> You're not just sitting there waiting, but he's mm-hmm. actually doing a work in you. So certain things are being revealed. Certain things are being done within you within that time frame to prepare mm-hmm. you for the promise. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a super great point because a lot of times we think waiting means we sit on our time and twiddle our time or we get bored. Oh, I'm not going to do anything in the waiting, but that's not necessarily waiting. So that you touch on a good point there. What does the waiting look like? And, and it's not really what we think of, of when we think of, we just in the waiting room waiting for the doctor and we have nothing to do. Mm-hmm. That's the picture we have in our mind when we think about waiting a lot of times. Yeah. It reminds me of like times where I know God has brought me out of situations and I'm so great, like in the process, it just felt horrible or it felt like I would never overcome. And how the relief that comes once it's, everything is done, um, the, how blessed and joyous you feel. Mm-hmm. But I never feel the blessing and complete peace and joy in the process. But it's always after looking back, right. like, oh God, I see why you brought me here. I see why. So and with that, I'm like, I have to learn how to feel that blessing in the process. In. Mm. Yeah. It, it would make the, the weight so much easier. Mm-hmm. So much easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God says, why is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man. Mm. Anybody else want to share some? How you felt? I- I just have a question. So how can we get to a place where we're experiencing that peace throughout? Because I don't want to look back and then see the peace. Like I want to feel the peace throughout. I want, that's what I want. Like, because it will make that weight so much. Yeah. I feel like it should be a way that we can still learn the lessons that we need to learn and also have that peace. And I just haven't been able to find the balance yet. Romans 8.28 comes to mind. All mm-hmm. things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I have been in situations where I felt bad and I remember that scripture and I feel better because I know, oh, that person thought they were being conniving to me, but I know that all things work for the good of the Lord. So even in the conniving, I know he has me. <laughs> I can, can't say I use that in every situation, but <laughs> I need to rely on that more. No matter what it looks like, if someone wants to, I don't know, the process looks crazy for whatever reason, mm-hmm. all things work yeah. for the good of those who love the Lord, the end. You know? yeah. And I'll say for me, I'll, I learned the hard way. Um, I'm, I'm sometimes in, in some situation in my life. And so I will say, especially since, particularly as a woman, singleness and just wanting to get married, right? And you're just like, Lord, my, my, my ovaries are just like, okay, you know? And so in that process, and then I saw myself restless in my single season, right? And to a point where I was trying to make things happen for myself, but I keep seeing how God kept tapping me and tapping me and bumping my, my, my head into like breaking my, my jaw. And I'm like, okay, Lord, it's painful. I don't want to do that no more. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. And so for me, that's how I had to learn. And I'm just like, oh, I can see that when I try to make things happen for myself, how much painful it is. 
I'm like, okay, I need to get smart somehow. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> want to go through that anymore. So Lord, I surrender. I surrender. Of course, there are some other areas where I'm still, he's still teaching me. But in that particular area for me, I'm like, Lord, I surrender. I, I, you know, best, like, like Tracy said, all things work together for the good. And I know the plans that you have for me are planning to prosper me, to give me hope in the future and not to harm me. And I'm like, Lord, I really want to, to surrender that in, in your, in, in you. And so if, when I see that I don't have to go through those painful moments anymore, and it's just like those pain points kind of remind me, it's like, Ooh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to experience that no more. So I'm going to wait. And also asking God that, okay, as I'm waiting, as you see me trying, please give me strength. Please put other people in my life. Please give me community. Um, help me get busy into doing something just to keep my mind away from it so that I can continue the waiting process even better. So for me, that's how I had to learn. But I'm also taking that in other areas of my life because I said, yeah, I don't want to go through the pain. And so I would remember those moments in this situation and says, you know what? At the end of the day, I did see how God came through, how God brought somebody in my life, how that happened. And it's just like, it's so beautiful. So I'm going to take that and translate it into those other areas where I feel like I'm still restless because I can remember. And that's where, again, remind yourself, right? Remembering that if God did it there, oh, he can do it here too. Like God's got me. He knows what I want. He knows what we need. He knows our needs. So if he can do it this way, and if he can do it in that area of my life, well, he can do it there too. And so just keep reminding myself of those, of those experiences, good and bad, whether I, when I was impatient or whether I was patient and reminding myself of those moments and just say, okay, well, it's, I'm not going to do it perfectly, but he's going to come through. So let me just calm myself down and just wait, but waiting in a way that's actively waiting and God will come through. So that's what, that's how, what has helped me in my waiting period. Dom has put some amazing scriptures um, in the chat. Um, yes. Oh my gosh. Um, and that, what, hold on. What's the struggle is real. And the last one I'm still trying to work towards. Like that last one would be great if I finally got it. Yeah. <laughs> what does it say? Can you, can we look it up and see what it says? Psalms 4 verse 4 and 5. Whoever found it first can unmute themselves and read it. Tremble and do not sin. When you are on your bed, search your hearts and be silent. Offer the sacrifices of the righteous and trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Hmm. That's good. Amen. That, yeah, that's good. Meditation is really hard, but I mean, it's good for you, but it's just hard. Yeah, that's good. Thanks for sharing. That's really good. All right, we got one minute, Tracy. Um, everyone, if you have not signed up yet for Give Blessing Bags, yes. sign up for Give Blessing Bags. We have one coming up this Saturday. Um, we are pretty, pretty full on everything for sat this Saturday, but the next one, this is April, May, is also up now. 
Um, so be sure to sign up for the May Give Blessing Bag if you haven't done so already. Um, that's where we um, pack bags for our homeless neighbors. Uh, we have hygiene products, uh, some snacks, like tuna chips and things like that. Um, we try to put socks and, um, and lotions and different things that they may need, toothbrush, toothpaste, all that type of stuff. Um, and we've had people go get a second bag, like you're handing it to them, like, oh, thank you so much. I love <laughs> receiving these bags. So it's just small things to us that really mean a lot to someone who doesn't have a bathroom you know, to go to or may need a little snack and may not know where their next meal is gonna come from. So we try to provide these blessing bags. Um, the volunteers, they leave with like three or four bags when they leave um, so that when you see someone at a stoplight who has a sign up, you have something ready. It's being intentional. So you can intentionally have something ready to give that person. Um, we do that every first Saturday. Um, we started here in Charlotte with just a little small group. We have now another group opening up in Rock Hill. Um, and a second group has started in Los Angeles, y'all. Um, and Canada is soon to come. So it's really expanding. Um, jump in, be a part of it. Um, and we'll really appreciate that. So thank you guys all for coming tonight. God, we thank you for tonight's message. I pray that it resonates with people and that they can share your word, spread your goodness. Um, in Jesus' precious name we pray, amen, amen, amen. Amen. Thank amen. you all for coming. We certainly appreciate it. And thank you for chiming in. And we all learn from each other tonight. So thank you. And good night. Good night, everyone. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Thank you so much for tuning into our Stolen Lunches podcast. To get connected, log on to StolenLunches.org. We also have numerous online faith community groups that are waiting for you. We are active in these groups all day, every day, praying for you, celebrating you, walking and doing life with you. We have women, men, co-eds, and our cool couples communities. Again, all details, StolenLunches.org.